I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Hi guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. As always, my name is Sammy J, and I'm so happy you're here. This week's episode is with Chi Osei. Now, you may not know his name right now, but trust me, you will. He's one of the first Gen Zers to run for political office. He's running for New York City Council in District 36, which is in New York. We have a great discussion on what's happening in society right now, what it's like running a political campaign at 22, how to be taken seriously and not let your age define you, and how to get involved in politics and make a difference no matter your age. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, I'll see you guys next week. I am so excited to have you on my podcast because I've been so inspired by what you're doing. How did you get interested in politics? Yeah, I, I am the, one of the first Gen Zers to, to run for city council in the city. Um, never thought I would jump into politics ever. Um, I've always been someone that's been politically aware um, in terms of what's happening on a presidential level, um, yeah. but never thought that I would jump into a, a local race before. Um, you know, just a little bit about myself. I mean, my name is Chi Osei. Um, I, I love everything creative, whether it's movies, art, music. 
Um, I come from a heavy music background family. Um, so politics was never in my line of sight um, until this summer. So what got you interested in running for office then? After uh, the, the murder of George Floyd, um, I felt really inclined to, to leave my quarantine and, and protest against the injustices that be in our country and in our city. Um, and through that activism um, and going out every single day, I had this growing hunger for, for change. Um, and my feeling um, and strategy in order to achieve that change for me was to jump into this political race. So I took that leap of faith and it's been a crazy six to seven months uh, since we jumped in and I've learned a lot. Yeah, time isn't a thing anymore. Those June feels like two years ago. It, it truly does. It's this past year and I guess this year already feels like a whole nother year. The past 20 some odd days of this year, also a blur. Yeah, absolutely. And so chaotic. <laughs> I know. And I also feel like the protesting over the summer, I protested and it was the most surreal experience because you felt like you were making a difference by just being there. Um, mm. What was your first experience when you went? Because I know you like led a lot of protests. Your first protest were you underprepared? Were you ready? Was it what you expected? You know, I, 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 it was like the first time I was around a lot of people ever since, you know, being in quarantine since, what was it, end of March, early Almost April. a year. We're coming up yeah, on a year. I think that's absolutely nuts. Um, the first protest, I was extremely underprepared um, for what happened. You know, I, I came in shorts and Doc Martens and had a tote bag of water and chapstick. And, you know, it was a nonviolent protest. And um, I expected it to be that way, but the police lashed out, you know, at, at, at many of the people that were there. I myself was pepper sprayed. Um, other people around me were, were, were injured by um, the barricades and, and by police batons, and many people were arrested as well. Um, so I was unprepared for that first protest, but um, I, I came prepared every single day after that. So how do you face that fear after getting pepper sprayed, which I can only imagine is the most unpleasant, painful feeling. Mm -hmm. And then how do you get that courage to go again, even though you're being targeted for peacefully protesting? I overcame that fear with my passion for change. Mm -hmm. I wanted the police to be held accountable for what they were doing. I wanted uh, we as, as nonviolent protesters and as black and brown folks in this country to achieve the change that our people have been fighting for for decades. And I think that's what helped me overcome uh, this fear of, of being pepper sprayed again. I did wear my, my safety goggles the next day. Um, smart. But, you know, I, I, smart, right? Um, but it, it was this yearning for change and this passion for, um, you know, justice that, that helped me overcome that fear of being pepper sprayed again. It did not happen again to me, at least, but, um, you know, I, I was very careful in those, in those, following weeks after that. Um, but yeah, I, I had this, this, this drive to, to, to make real change in our city. And something that I've noticed, uh, I really got into activism over the past few years, just after the 2016 election and how to really make a difference. But people don't realize how important local elections are, that mm -hmm. they think it's just the midterms and the presidential elections. But what really changes, you know, the country are these local elections. So for those who don't understand why, can you explain it? Absolutely. I mean, please do vote in every presidential election, vote yeah. in every single election. Period. Um, but, you know, when you think about our day-to-day, our -day, 
and, and what we truly complain about, especially as, as a New Yorker. Um, do you live in New York? Yes, I do. Born in so, New York. You know, okay, amazing. Me too. Um, so as a New Yorker and as someone that was protesting this summer, you and I both, um, many people were, were chanting for change within the, the NYPD. Trump is not responsible for that. Our new president, Biden, is not responsible for that. Um, our Senate's not responsible for that. Our, our House is not responsible for that. Our local electives are responsible for that. So if we're spending our energy and time to protest in the streets, um, demanding change um, and a reimagining of the NYPD, then we need to be going to the polls and voting in individuals um, in our own neighborhoods, in our own districts, uh, that will, will respond to the values and the demands that we are, are, are asking for. Um, for an example, you know, a piece on my platform is I'm fighting for a Green New Deal for New York City. Um, we need to start making those movements and, and putting people in office on a local level that will be demanding that so that we can fight for that on the top. And that happens in our local elections. You know, we can't wait um, for Biden. Um, we can't wait for, for Congress. We can't wait for the Senate. Um, to get things done. We need to, to act locally um, in every single election. I'm very passionate about the education system, and I've noticed that in a lot of low-income neighborhoods, schools are often underfunded. Why is that, and what can we do about it? Many of the people that it, it is affecting don't really have a voice, don't really have yeah. a platform to be able to speak up. And it's not coincidental why our schools, I mean, in predominantly black neighborhoods are underfunded. It's not coincidental uh, that because you're, you're illiterate, um, you have a higher chance of going to prison. That's a, all a part of the large system. Um, you know, many people think Black Lives Matter only pertains to law enforcement um, killing black and brown men and women. But that is not true. You know, and in many of the parts of this country, nonetheless, New York City, uh, predominantly black neighborhoods are redlined in districts where um, our people, you know, live in conditions with underfunded public housing, underfunded public education, underfunded health care. So in a way, we are set up in these environments when, where we're supposed to fail. You know, we're set up to fail. We're set up to, to go into the carceral uh, system. And, and the reason that that is, is because our, our electeds, um, and those that are in power are accepting money from police unions, are accepting money from real estate developers. So rather than fulfilling the promises of their constituency or the people, uh, they're fulfilling the promises of their donors and people with money um, that, that are, are putting their ideas forward. And that's why, you know, with cases like that and, and with a lot of the, the action, a lot of the individuals that I'm, I'm talking about now um, are, un, are able to, to hide under the radar and that's why it's not a public conversation. But people are talking about it, and, and the conversation is getting louder. What's it like running for office? I mean, you said yourself you weren't as interested in politics a year ago. And what advice do you have for young people who also want to run for office? How do you get started with it? I had a voice, and I have a voice, and I have a vision. And I think that's all that it takes. Um, obviously, there are multiple, multiple parts that, that go into it. Um, but if you have a voice and you have... Um, something to say that is important and that will, will, will conjure change in your community, in your neighborhood, um, for the people around you, then use that voice. Um, I happen to use that voice to jump into this race um, because it was important to me. And, you know, there were people that, that rallied behind me. There are people that um, I have been able to grow with throughout these past couple, six months, half a year. Um, and, and it's been amazing. I will say it's one of the craziest things I have ever done. But yeah. it's, um, it's amazing. It's a, it's a really entertaining experience. And, you know, throughout all of it, I've, I've been bringing me to the table. You know, I've never forgotten who I am. 
Um, even That's though I'm so running, running to be a politician, I'm still Chi. You know, if you look at the design behind my campaign, um, it's it's authentically me. You know, it's it's it, you can see my my take on art. You can see my take on design. You can see where my references are from. Because I want this to be like no other campaign that anyone has ever seen before. I want this to be the loudest, the coolest, the most stylish, so that I can engage every single person in local politics. And and we're doing the damn thing. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to find out about what's something unexpected that you've learned through this experience and what it's been like being 22 and campaigning against people who are 10, 20, 30 years older. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. You are bringing the most Gen Z to this election, if that makes sense. From the style, the creativity to it, local politics hasn't been cool before. And I feel like that's what you're doing. You're making it cool, which is so important. What's something that you didn't expect you'd learn past six months while running? Hmm, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, how good I am at this. <laughs> I think that's Honestly, something that I did, I did not expect that to be the case. I mean... Um, I knew that we were going to to make noise, but you know, this past week, 
uh, in our race of 11 people, uh, I found out that I outraised every single person in my race. I'm the youngest candidate in my race by 20 years, um, maybe 10 That's years. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so like seeing these grassroots support that we're getting from people um, in the neighborhood, um, you know, on, on the internet, um, everywhere is, is, is amazing, you know, and seeing how, how well this is going, um, is, is. Are you surprised how well it's going? No, I mean, I, I thought it was going to go well, but I didn't know that, you know, it would turn into what it is now. And, And that's, what's affirming like my, my day one beliefs. Um, I don't know. It's still shocking to be doing what I'm doing. Um, obviously I have to be humble, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's still an amazing, surreal experience. I've been fortunate enough to do some really cool stuff at a young age, but there have been so many times when adults have told me I can't do something because of my age. How has it been for you running for office in this political climate where the people you're running against are so much older? Has it been hard to be taken seriously or have you just not cared? Well, I, I knew that going into this, that that would be um, something that would be said to me. I mean, I'm asking seniors to, to vote for me and have me be someone um, you know, people three times my age uh, to vote for me and have me be someone that uh, leads them. Um, so I knew that going into it. Um, and my strategy and what my team and, and I have been working on is to just prove everyone wrong. I mean, the only way to prove people wrong is to show that we are creating real change now. Uh, you know, I think politicians in general, anyone that's running for office is always promising to get things done when they step into office. Um, and we wanted to change that dynamic. We are, are, are creating real change on a day-to-day basis. Um, we are not presented- just starting till you get elected. Exactly. We have presented two bills to the city council, um, amendments for one bill that helps our, our, our neighbors in terms of those that, that own homes in the neighborhood. Um, I'm providing food on a weekly basis to one of our uh, public housing developments in the neighborhood on a weekly basis because they haven't had gas since July. Um, we are providing food for our senior centers. Um, we've been handing out PP on a day-to-day basis. Um, we are we are doing the thing, you know, and, and I yeah. think when people see that, um, they forget about my age because you know they just see someone that is is, is helping them, and you know, who cares? And, and who cares? And I think that's what's more important than uh, how long I've been on this earth. I completely agree with you, and I feel like people underestimate the power of our generation, and I think we. As Gen Z, I'm just saying collectively, I feel like we want to prove them wrong. And I think you're a perfect example of that. Not only can we prove them wrong, um, but we have the tools to do so. You know, yeah. uh, if, if we're, there's no better generation that has been set up, um, especially with technology and just everything that we, we know how to do. Um, I think we're, 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 we're fit to, to break through those obstacles that have been placed in front of us. Something that I think is really interesting is what your your slogan or mission statement is reimagine, reinvest, and renew. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by that specifically? Like break that down. How do you, do you come up with that? Mm-hmm. I think the systems and agencies and the way of life that, that we are experiencing it on a day-to-day basis isn't working for the many. I mean, we're in a time where uh, people are still dying and losing their jobs from this pandemic. We are in a time where People are, are being oppressed by the police, um, like they have been for decades, but we're seeing a heightened um, or more eyes on that right now. Because it's being um, videotaped. People can't deny it when they're absolutely, seeing absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, so the three R's on my platform is a, a radical um, 
step to change the broken um, systems that we're experiencing. Um, we need to reimagine public safety. You know, it's not working for Americans. It's not working for black and brown people. Uh, and with that reimagining of it, we need to divest from the NYPD and reallocate funds into CBOs or community-based organizations. We need to reinvest into our children, our youth, our schools, our public education, our climate. And we need to renew trust, not only between the yeah. people in law enforcement, but the people in our electeds. You know, if you talk to many people, they young or, or older, uh, they don't trust politicians. And rightfully so, because politicians don't get anything done um, for the most part. You know, and now we're seeing a, a radical change um, of individuals that are running for office, individuals like myself that, that are, are brand new uh, to this field of politics that are dedicated to change and nothing else rather than a salary like many career politicians um, are looking to do when they are running for a seat. So you mentioned passing a bill. How do you go about doing that? It's, it, it's a lot easier than you think to, to write up a bill. Um, so one of the bills that, that we are working on is a bill called the Fair Shot Bill. Um, it's a, a bill that we're working on with a current, current seated councilwoman, um, Alika Amphrey Samuels. Um, and what the bill does, and the language that we added, um, what, what, it was a bill that would ease up diversity in the workplace, um, especially for city jobs. So if someone were to apply for a job um, and they were black or, or trans, um, sometimes they are discriminated against solely based off of their name. Um, so the language that we presented to that bill um, was to put an option forward that, that let individuals not have to put their names um, to apply for a job. It would, it would just have their resume, um, you know, where they're from and, and the skills that they have. Uh, and this would be an option that would be enforced in many of our, our, our workplaces so that individuals that look like me um, or even trans people of color are, aren't discriminated because their name sounds too ghetto, which is uh, something that, that has been picked up in, in statistics of, of applying to jobs um, over the past decade. But, you know, we approached uh, the councilwoman. We, we had this idea for, for what we wanted to change, um, and she was very receptive to that. So we added literature, um, our own wording, um, and then they picked that up, and, and hopefully it does get passed. That's amazing. So because of your initiative, a councilwoman is adding some additional language in a bill for our local government. All it takes is your willpower, you know, and, and your voice. And, and I think that's the most, the mo the most essential ingredients to, to, to getting things done. Um, and, and that's what I have been doing over this past year and then seeing uh, my fruits come to labor. Yeah. And I also want to talk about Warriors in the Garden because I know you co-founded this Mm -hmm. this movement. Can you talk about how you started Warriors in the Garden? Because I think it's really interesting what you guys are doing with this. Yes. So, you know, after that first day of protesting, that first week of protesting, um, I started finding my own voice and, and was, you know, chanting a lot and, and speaking at a lot of these protests. And there were other individuals out there that, you know, shared some of the same messaging that, that I was. And we realized that you know, our, our, our power would be, be stronger and our voices would be louder um, if we worked together. Um, so we founded Warriors in the Garden within that first week and a half. Uh, and since then, we were organizing protests and marches and children's marches um, and putting out educational content about what it means to be a Black person in this country. Um, so I think, important. Yes. I mean, we, we are all a relatively uh, young group of individuals. Um, so the, the fact that we were able to use our phones and, and, and the internet and Instagram um, was a useful tool in changing our narrative 
um, as, as the people of the movement um, rather than being portrayed as rioters and, and, and violent individuals, which we were not because we were there on the ground doing the work. It just peacefully protesting. I like to say nonviolently protesting because we are still disturbing the peace. You know, we, we aren't breaking or, or hurting anyone, so it is nonviolent. Um, but a protest is, is, is still disturbing the peace, which we want to do. We want people to feel uncomfortable um, with the racism that, that we experience on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's important that, you know, I wish we, had, we were having this conversation sooner. And it, so it's frustrating that multiple people have to die for this just to be a public conversation. Absolutely. It's, it's sad. Um, and so many people have died prior to both of us being born. But, you know, the work must continue. And we, not, we, we need to continue putting individuals like ourselves um, in office and, and yeah. in those rooms where we're, we're part of the conversation, where we're writing the laws, where we're presenting legislation, because that's when the real change starts. I do believe that there's an in and out strategy. I do believe we need protesters and activists on the ground, as well as like-minded individuals in office, so that there's this synergy of commitment to change. Who are your political heroes? I love AOC, um, love Bernie Sanders, uh, Cory Bush. Um, who's a recent congresswoman, Jamal Bowman, who's a re- recent congressman. Um, a lot of these new figures that are, are, are coming um, through in politics today. Shirley Chisholm, I guess that's a, a throwback. She's the first black woman to run for president and the first woman to run for president. She's from Brooklyn, not too far away from me, um, or was from Brooklyn. Um, but a lot of the new faces and figures that we're seeing uh, today, the squad, uh, as they call themselves, are extremely admirable and they're, they're doing the work. Um, and their power is growing, um, and they're inspiring the many. So, so they inspire me. And I think something that I hope comes is that we stop making everything so Republican Democrat, but more human rights. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this isn't even a, a, a political issue; it's just a human rights issue at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, I completely agree with that. But the nuances of politics always confuses that. I mean, the right... It's so... Um, politics right is so ha- political. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, politics is very political. The right has their own definition of what human rights are uh, compared to the left. So uh, that's why there's this clear-cut line. Maybe sometimes it's not even clear, but um, a, a, a difference in, in, in thoughts for, for many Americans and many people in terms of what human rights are. Okay, we have to take one more quick break. And when we come back, I want to dive deeper into your passion for art and design and how that's helped you in campaigning and how your past experience has helped you run for city council. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. I find it so interesting that your family is very music and art oriented. Mm -hmm. And yet here you are in politics. I know you're using art and creativity in your campaign. How do you plan to do that when you win, because I'm manifesting for you, Mm -hmm. to incorporate that within your duties? I want to, and I'm doing this throughout my campaign to check out any of my accounts, but Politics is so confusing to some people. You know, people don't understand certain laws that are getting passed. People don't understand the roles that their electeds do. Um, and in a way that we've been trying to connect those thoughts is, is through art, is through graphic design, is through animation, so that we can make this more inclusive, so that people can understand what the F is going on in their own neighborhoods, you know? Um, and, and the way to do that is these, these digestible Instagram posts or uh, this quick one minute or two minute animation. Um, I feel like with the, the, the older people that are in politics, um, there's this disconnect in how to yeah. communicate um, ideas and, and, and laws to, to the regular person because they've been in politics for so long. As someone that wasn't in politics for so long or even, you know, le- under a year, um, I understand how to communicate uh, with individuals like yourself um, or even older than me uh, in a quicker way. Because you get it. You know, it's not all like you said, it's making things very digestible and interesting content because art is storytelling mm-hmm. and you're telling your story. Mm-hmm. Not only connecting a story, but catching an eye, you know, making it interesting rather than something that you can easily like turn away from because it's a bunch of words um, that you don't understand, you know, section one, whatever, intro law. Um, We're just trying to get straight to the point to educate people 
um, about yeah. their rights and, and what they can do to, 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 to be active in their communities. It's so important. And the other thing that I think is really interesting, just the time that we're living in, how much social media has played a role in everything. Do you plan on continuing to social media when you're elected or just focus more on the policies? Social media is how I, I mainly um, connect to, I guess, everyone, including you know people in my district. Uh, we are living in a pandemic still, so uh, conventional campaigning, as in door knocking um, and speaking to people face to face, is is somewhat dangerous. So uh, connecting to people online and through social media has been um, a, a large use of, of or a large implementation of my campaigning. Um, during this past year. I mean, I also think it's super successful in in terms of um, getting thoughts and ideas through to the people and also being uh, able to to hear back from from what people think about what I'm putting out there. Something that I loved that you guys were just getting people to register to vote, Um, Mm -hmm. which is so important. If you aren't registered to vote, please register to vote. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you ever wish, because you are 22, um, and I know I go through this sometimes, like what it's like to be a normal teenager or a normal 22-year-old. How do you balance having a professional career but also having a life? You know, it's kind of hard to be a teenager or 20-something-year-old right now because we are in a pandemic. Um, so things are closed and <laughs> I, I'm not able to do much. I think it would be a little different if it were open. Um, but, you know, I'm still myself. Uh, I, I still wear what I want. I still listen to the same music that I like. I, I, I still talk to the same people I talked to prior. Yeah. Um, I like your glasses, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I take them off sometimes, but this is when I'm on political whatever. They're very businessy, but also like fashion. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm still myself. I don't know. You, you just followed me on Instagram, I saw, but y- you'll see that I'm still, you know, the same, same me. Um, definitely a little more appropriate on, on social media now, but, um, (laughs) the balance has been interesting. There's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really interesting just to figure it all out. Um, do you think you would even be running if the pandemic hadn't happened? I don't think so. I think this pandemic was a reset for me to think about what I wanted to do next in my life. You know, after losing my job, um, I was working in nightlife and hospitality. Um, and, you know, obviously that's changed after the pandemic hit. Um, and, you know, a lot of gig workers and hospitality workers and a lot of my coworkers were out of jobs. Um, and I did, not, I did not know what to do. You know, I was, I was really rethinking my, my, my career or whatever my career would be because we had no end site or end date of when this pandemic would end. Um, but I think one event led to another um, George Floyd, um, you know, going out every single day, uh, you know, diving into to local politics. And, and it got me to this point. And I guess to answer your question, I don't think I would have been running if it weren't for the pandemic. It's crazy how life happens. That's what I realized this past year. Like, we can't control life and what happens to us. I read you went to college, but you haven't graduated yet. Do you think you'll ever go back and finish up? Or is that not the priority right now? I think I'm going to go back to school after I finish my terms in the city council. So maybe I think that's eight years. So at the end of my eight years, I'll go back to school or maybe take some night school and, and during my time on the serving on the city council. You could um, do it part time. I know people that do that. Yeah, I, I might do that for sure. 
Um, I will say that, you know, do, if you are in school, stay in school. Um, but if you, you think you don't need school to do what you want to do, then either take time off and, and try to do that or, um, yeah, just test out all your options. I mean, when gap you're years young, are great. Gap years are great. Um, test out your options before you get, you know, older. And even when you're older, you can test out your options. But, uh, yeah, experiment. So what, what made you want to be like, okay, I want to take some time off? Well, my dad passed away in my third semester at Chapman. So I did move back home from that. Oh. Um, and, you know, I was working in New York and I just really enjoyed being back home with my, my family um, yeah. and decided not to go back because of that. Um, and then obviously one thing led to another. I enjoyed working in the city, enjoyed being um, back with, with, with my friends and my family. Um, and then now we're here. I'm so sorry about your dad. That's never, that's terrible. It's, it's definitely a part of life. It's definitely a part of my journey to, to be doing what I'm doing now. Do you think that made you like adult faster? Absolutely. That's a really great question. I actually haven't heard that one yet, but it's something that I do say a lot. Um, absolutely. I think, you know, losing a parent at a young age um, really puts a lot more responsibility on your plate and really just reframes your, your vision of what life is, especially losing a parent at a, at a young age. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely did mature me. I mean, I think, uh, you know, even speaking to some of my peers uh, after the passing of my father, um, it just, you know, sometimes they didn't feel like we were mentally in the same place um, because of the experience that I experienced um, rather than, you know, the lack of experience that, that they had with that. I'm not saying I wish that on anyone else. No, but it makes it you mature just, uh, and grow up a lot faster. Absolutely. I mean, I think it really reshapes what problems mean or are in your life and, and what to be grateful for. Um, and then, you know, that happened to me and, you know, I never wish for something not to happen in my past, if that makes sense, because I think it, it, it created the person that I am today. It, it just goes show to a testament to your work ethic that you wanted to be with your family, but also keep working. I find it so fascinating because I know you worked at Depop. You said you did some hospitality stuff. Do you think mm -hmm. any of the skills you learned from that has been helpful in running a campaign? Absolutely. So like during my time at Depop, I was producing events at this club called Public Hotels. Um, so I worked in nightlife and working in nightlife and, and getting people to come out um, every single night that I went out is a part of organizing. You know, the, that, yeah. that tool that I picked up there is going to be the Canvassing. same tool that I'm, I'm picking up to get people to go to the polls and vote for me, you know? Um, so that's definitely, you know, a, a tool of organizing that um, and excitement that, I, that I'm using um, behind this campaign. What is your goal as a politician? If you, you know, when you get elected, would you want to run again? Would you want to run um, for Congress? What are your goals? Do you want to continue in this path or do you just don't know? Because that's totally fine because you're 22. Well, when I get elected, I want to help my neighbors. I want to help my community. I want to ensure that people aren't evicted from their homes during this pandemic. I want to ensure that the small businesses in my neighborhood uh, receive the grants and the fiscal needs that they, they are able to receive so that they don't close during this pandemic. I want to fight for, for those that um, have not been vaccinated yet. I want to make vaccines more accessible within this district. I want to uh, nurture uh, or create a community um, where individuals can feel like they start their own businesses so that we can reboot this economy. 
my entire mission right now and what I'm running on and my major priority and nothing further than that is to help my neighbors and to help my community and to help my district. And I guess we'll see what happens after that. I love what you're doing. And I think it's so important to not let age define what you do. And for those listening, if anyone ever tries to tell you that, they're wrong and prove them wrong. And I'm just so honored that you came on my podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's what a privilege it is. Awesome. It was so great to meet you. Congratulations on everything you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you. Congratulations to you too. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Chi, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I cannot wait to see what you do. Go follow him if you haven't already. And follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. I hope you're having a great day. And I hope this episode made it a little bit better. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.